Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. So excited about today's interview with a new friend. Uh, I've known her for about uh, almost two years. Her name is Blake Morgan. And I first noticed her as she was writing for Forbes. And I just started seeing her name pop up everywhere. And it had to all do with customer experience. So we'll talk about her in just a few minutes. I, I just read her new book, which is, I think, an excellent book, More Is More, How the Best Companies Go Farther and Work Harder to Create Knock Your Socks Off Customer Experiences. And if you read the book, you'll learn that more isn't like a whole lot more. It's just a little bit more. And if you have followed my work, you know, I believe that the goal to being amazing is not it's not an unattainable goal. As a matter of fact, it's much easier than most people think. The goal of being amazing is just being a little bit better than average. The bar is is pretty low in, in many industries and in many businesses. If you could be, just be a little bit better than everyone else but consistently or a little bit better than average, then you got a shot at real success. And more and more is about that. It's about some of the little things that companies are doing. And in some cases, they're working pretty hard and they're doing some pretty disruptive, amazing things. So we'll talk about that book. But one of the things I know uh, Blake is obsessed about is the customer. And one of the things that is abundantly clear in this book is that you need to be customer focused. You need to focus on the customer more than anything else. Uh, As you know, I'm a huge Amazon fan. Jeff Bezos had that thought that uh, you don't need to stay ahead of your competition. You really need to stay ahead of the customer, meaning you know, think ahead. What does that customer want and what is the customer going to want and and deliver it? You may have heard me over the last couple of years of doing our show here talk about Dr. Ted Levitt, the senior professor at Harvard Business School, uh, who used to say the function of a business is to uh, basically get and keep your customers, the acquisition of a customer and the maintenance of a customer. And if you ask people what the function of any business is, many of them would say, to make money. But if you focus on money first, you're going to not get the customers that you want. Focus on the customer first and the money will follow. We've had a number of people I've interviewed on the show who really believe in that philosophy. And if you read this book, and I'm going to try to direct the conversation toward that concept of customer first. The other thing that's really interesting, and I got to know Blake uh, Morgan over the past oh, I'm going to say several months, really got to know her better. I met her uh, at a conference we were at earlier this year and have run into her since, talked to her on the phone several times, is this girl works hard, and she's got a pretty compelling story about her success. I'm going to ask her straight off uh, as we start the interview, you know, Tell us about that success. Tell us about the journey to get where where she is. Because this girl started really with just the passion to do what she does. And now she's worked it up to uh, having quite a reputation, hanging out with some really heavy hitters, writing an amazing book, and doing some amazing things. All right. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, you're going to hear from the amazing Blake Morgan. If customer service is the new marketing and content marketing is one of the hottest marketing trends, then it makes sense that your customer service and experience strategy would include a content marketing strategy. 
Delivering relevant content, not blatant promotional content, is part of the value that you can bring to your customers. You can become an influential voice in your industry, which creates more leads, loyalty, and brand recognition. And that's where PowerPost comes in. This solution will help you be more organized and efficient in the way you publish and post content to social channels, websites, blogs, email, and more. And the team at PowerPost can provide consultation and services to help your brand evolve into a modern-day marketer. Turn your company into a publishing machine that adds value to your customer's experience. Learn more at www.powerpost.com. Digital. That's www.powerpost.digital. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. Excited today because, as promised, another amazing interview. And this time we have the amazing and beautiful and talented and extremely smart Blake Morgan who is a customer experience futurist, and she's a fellow Forbes author. That's how she came into my world, uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe a year, two years ago. Not sure how long it's been, but I started noticing her articles popping up uh, all about the customer experience. And she's written a book, More is More, How the Best Companies Work Harder and Go Farther to Create Knock Your Socks Off Customer Experiences. I love the title. I love the book. I've had it now for about, oh, not quite two weeks, and I love that the front cover has one of my favorite people uh, quoting more is more, and, and this is what my friend John Van Heisen, the president and CEO of Ace Hardware, has to say about the book. More is more is a much-deserved and very practical anvil to the head uh, to, <laughs> to the head to anyone in business who desires to differentiate by truly amazing the customer. I love that word, amazing. Blake, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Shep, I want to kick off by actually giving you a compliment since you just gave me so many. (laughs) What I like to all of our listeners about Shep is that if you're sitting around a table with Shep, and I've found myself sitting around a few tables with him lately because we're at the same events, he is the same speaker that you would find on a stage. He's very captivating. I'll say you're very captivating to listen to. Thank you. And I can tell you love to tell stories, and it's nice. It's refreshing when people are the exact same when you know them from work, and then you're just talking with them, making small talk. It's nice to to have that kind of showmanship. Thank you for being so entertaining. Well, well, thanks. I appreciate that. (laughs) Really, that's very nice of you. Well, hey, this isn't about me. This is about you uh, and what you're going to share with our listeners today. And first of all, let's talk about how you got here because uh, you just started. I mean, I I saw your name pop up in a Forbes article. I go, who is this person? She's writing some really good content. Uh, And then we actually finally met in person earlier this year at the social media marketing world. We were both speaking. And then uh, recently, you mentioned hanging out at the table. Yep, we got to hang out again uh, in Las Vegas at uh, Pegaworld, which was a lot of fun. Yes. So how did I get involved in customer service? That's a great question. If you would have asked five-year-old Blake, what are you going to be when you grow up? It would never have been, I'm going to work in social media and customer service. (laughs) (laughs) I sort of came into this position in a very circuitous way. 
Uh, I'm not going to give you the long story. I'm not going to give you the short story. I'm going to give you the medium story, okay? okay? So the medium story is that I went to UC Santa Cruz, famous for the banana slugs and the movie Pulp Fiction, where they wear the shirt. You like the movie Pulp Fiction? One of my favorites. It's the best thing UC Santa Cruz ever did was get mentioned in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that I wanted to be a reporter, like a lot of people in content. And I also was very excited about the prospect of living in a big city. So I decided to move to New York City with basically no money and only internship experience. And I was interning for zero bucks at a fashion magazine near NYU downtown. It was the coolest thing until I realized they had no money to pay me and I was not going to be the Devil Wears Prada magazine publisher that I had dreamed about. And keep in mind, I was a kid with a huge imagination, Mm -hmm. um, for better or worse. And so I put my resume on monster.com. Remember monster.com? Yep. And I was recruited to work at an events company where they liked people with the journalistic skills because basically what they didn't tell me is that it's essentially a telesales job where you have to call a million people like you, Shep Hyken, and say, hey, Shep, you want to speak at my conference? Great. You'd like to speak? Awesome. We're not going to pay you, and we're not even going to pay for your travel. I know that company. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I was really good at this because I did not want to leave New York City. I did not want to go home and live with mom or dad. And because I wanted to survive so badly, I worked really hard and I learned how to be I learned how to build relationships over the phone because that was my only tool basically. And I excelled and I caught the eye of the founder of the company and he said, "Hey Blake, I'm building this digital magazine to support the conferences on the call centers and I would like you to come in to be an editor you'll be a brand and no one was really I mean this wasn't really a thing back in 2009 2010 or at least that I knew of you're going to be a brand we want you to have a podcast show you're going to be producing content you'll be on video interviewing speakers and you'll be building this online magazine and social networking site and so that was really the beginning you got Long your chops. Short. I mean, you're doing real writing. I mean, you're you're developing yeah. content. You're getting your chops. Yeah, and I'm meeting people. Like that was the first time I found out about Gene Bliss, who I worked with, oh, and yeah. all these people way back uh, in the day. I became friends with a lot of them. And then I met my husband, and I fell completely in love. It was at a CRM conference of all things. How and exciting! Yeah. <laughs> what, it, what, it was Just so kidding. exciting that I lied to my boss and I was like, you know, I need to stay at this conference one more day. And I, th- I can't remember if I said I missed my flight or I, I can't remember the details. But basically, I found a way to stay at the conference longer so I could hang out with Jacob. <laughs> Long story short, again, I moved to San Francisco to be with him, took a bunch of short term jobs at startups, then decided I wanted to be a big girl and work in corporate America. And I applied to work at Intel, the chip maker. They needed someone to do social media customer service strategy. I said, I don't want to work in customer service. However, I had so much experience that I ended up being a good fit. And it was my way to get, in my view, into a a big successful company. was there two years. 
won't tell you about the details, but I got a lot of good experience. And then I decided, you know what? I had my way to just write all the time. That's all I wanted to do was write for Forbes and do content. That's what I enjoyed. And so here I am. Here you are. And, and you're it. speaking and it's all, uh, you, you mentioned the words customer service. Is it more service or experience? Or why don't we do this? First, I'm going to ask you this question in just a moment. What's the difference between customer service and customer experience? But first, I think it's important. We just spent the last few minutes hearing your story. And anybody that's in business at any level probably recognizes, while they didn't have your specific story, if they are successful in any way, there's a lot of what you said in everybody's journey. Uh, You know, hey, you started out, you're willing to do it because you had a passion for it and you found a place that fed your passion it just didn't feed your pocketbook or your stomach for that matter because without (laughs) feeding the pocketbook you can't feed the stomach so you found a place that you were able to do it and you know what you know strategic byproducts you know jacob your husband is a great byproduct of you being you know sent to a conference and you see something you and you know what so it took you away from you know being in that you know, direct line with the company you work with in New York. But guess what? You ended up at Intel. You recognize your strengths, what you loved at Intel. You decided to go out and do it on your own. I mean, you are a model of entrepreneurial success and taking chances. And I think that's a huge lesson in itself. So let's shift it back to the customer service and experience world. Uh, We know you, at least I know you for customer experience, but I've just heard you mention the word customer service several times. Let's talk about that. What do you see the difference between service and experience? Well, let me preface this by saying I worked in hardcore customer service at Intel, but I started writing about customer experience because it touched on other areas that I was really interested in, like branding, like what does it feel like to be a customer? And so I wanted to write about customer experience, which was more broad. So in my mind, the definition of customer experience is it is the perception your customer has of your brand. It doesn't matter if you think that's reality or not. The experience is the perception your right. customer has of mm-hmm. your brand. And and the customer gets to choose it. You don't get to make the customer think it. They ultimately get to decide whether the brand you're trying to portray is the one that they accept. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you and I were talking the other day about this, that in the past, customer experience has been uh, equated with customer service, which I believe it's not. And I think you're on the same page with me. Whereas customer experience, in my opinion, is shaped by so many other factors. Right. It's who started your company, who builds your products, how you hire the people that build your products. What is the process like of collaboration across the company in building these products? What is the transactional period like? And then after that, do you care about your customers after the sale? And what's interesting about today's customer life cycle, we all remember that old school phrase, customer life cycle, is that what happens after the sale today, much of what you talk about in your speech is so important to the discovery process, to how other people find out about your products. And for some reason today, so many companies don't get this still, that Basically, let me give you a simple example. Let's say I bought some earrings on Amazon and I want to review those earrings because I don't like them. Let's say I have a bad experience. So I don't like them. I leave that review up there. Other people are going to read my review and say, you know what? This girl, Blake, doesn't like her earrings. 
I'm not going to buy those earrings. And that's a really simple example. But I feel like companies today are so they're not self-conscious enough about what's happening with the relationship after the customer swipes the credit card. Right. And it's a shame because it's so important for their future sales. Yeah. And I think uh, to, to reflect back on something you just said, that experience includes you know, the the founder's personality, the, the collegiality and the collaboration. So what's happening on the inside of a company is felt on the outside. And I'll go a step further that, you know, in, traditionally in the old days, experience and service were almost synonymous, but experience has grown to what you're talking about. And even packaging, designing of the, the and you mentioned the word, how does it feel? Uh, the word feel, you said. You know, what does a package feel like? You know, um, Steve Jobs, when he invented, you know, uh, the products that he or his company did and they rolled them out, the packaging was every bit as important because of the feel and the perception of the company uh, was a result of that. So love what you're on to. And, you know, I'm looking at our time. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about more is more because this is a great book. Uh, the, the subtitle says it all, how the best companies go farther and work harder to create knock-your-socks-off customer experiences. So when we come back, I not only want you to tell me briefly what the book's about, I want you to give me three or four nuggets that our listeners are going to say, you know what, that is great. I want to go out and buy this book right now. So everybody, we're going to take a short break. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. We've been talking with Blake Morgan. We'll be right back. Chef Hyken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.chefondemand.com. Once again, that's chefondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Blake Morgan, customer experience futurist, and about her book, More Is More. So, Blake, uh, quick, give us the, the like uh, elevator pitch on what the book's about, and then I want to dive into it because you've got some great ideas in the book. Uh, love the acronym Do More, which D is for design something special, O offer a strong employee experience, M, modernize with technology, O, obsess over the customer, my personal favorite, R, reward, responsibility, and accountability, and E, embrace disruption and innovation. All right, so we all know that. It's right there uh, on the cover of the book or on the inside jacket. Tell us more about what this book is about. Oh, there is more. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah. Get so, it? You know, Get it? Isn't that funny? More. I do. Yeah. You are funny. Yeah, yeah you're rolling you your very, eyes you right now at me. I can tell. The eye roll. I hate the eye no, roll. No, <laughs> there was no rolling. I promised you. Uh, there is not that much difference among the many brands that you do business with, from the airlines to your gym to your grocery store. So the idea of the book is that the companies that want to stand out, that want to differentiate, have to literally do more. And it's about being smarter when it comes to building experiences that customers actually want. And it's about building simple, elegant, beautiful customer experiences. So what does this mean for the customer? So many times in our companies, and I've worked in customer service and other companies, we make things harder on the customer to make it easier on the company. 
but we need to think about what are the ways we can make our customers lives easier and better and that's really the name of the game if you're not adding value then you're dead in the water because there's just simply too many companies out there that are going to take your business so more i get it how much more how much uh i i have this philosophy that when it comes to great service the great companies aren't a ton or hugely bigger and better at service than their competitors. They're just a little bit better. As a matter of fact, there's a baseline, let's call that average, and they're just a little bit better than average, but they're a little bit better all the time. So how much more is really more? I mean, how much more do you have to do to bump it up? You're absolutely right. Not much because the bar is not that high. Yeah. Well, of course, there's your Amazons that come along and just change everything for everyone, change everybody's expectations. But for the most part, most companies don't revolve around the customer. They don't build for the customer in mind. They build for themselves. They want to make as much money as possible. They want to create as many operational efficiencies as possible to make as much revenue as possible. So just like you said, Shep, I agree that the bar is not that high. You just need to simply do better and be more thoughtful about what you're providing to the customer. But it has to be all the time. It can't just be one off. It has to be consistent. Right. That's the key. And the consistency is what makes great companies great. All right. So give us uh, some nuggets in the book. What are like some of your favorite ideas to share with us today? I like Airbnb. They're not a perfect company, but what I like about Airbnb is that they really do what they say they're going to do. The CEO and founder of the company, Brian Chesky, actually hosts customers in his apartment in San Francisco. And for those of you who don't know, Airbnb is a company in the sharing economy that allows people to rent out their homes to other people. And so what I like about Airbnb is the leadership The leadership get it, and they actually participate in what they sell, which I think is important. Second, if you go to the Airbnb offices where I live in San Francisco, California, it is the most incredible, beautiful space you've ever seen. The employees themselves experience every day what it's like to be a customer because each room in the offices is designed to reflect an actual listing of an apartment or house on the site. And they do a lot of the same type of work in the contact center as well. So it's not just that the leadership gets it, that the employee experience is awesome. It's also that the digital and mobile strategy is seamless and elegant and beautiful. And customers are able to use their app just like they would in engaging with a friend. For example, through texting and in-app messaging, I can talk with the host uh, and, and that's really, to me, what the customer experience should be. It should be beautiful, easy, and elegant. So those three things, to me, make Airbnb a great case study. Beautiful, easy, and elegant. And so, and they're not, I mean, they're a disruptor. There's no doubt about it. But if you take the concept of disruption out of it and you just look at the company itself, and, you know, there are competitors in in this space and any place that you would rent and stay, whether it be a hotel, an Airbnb, or any of the other uh, companies that do this type of thing, um, they're doing something a little bit different. So what is their, and I know you kind of mentioned the three words, but do, do, do is that their more, you know, for lack of a better term, is that what they're doing that is more than the others, the elegance, the simplicity of it all? It doesn't take 
that much more to be better, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. What they've done is they've literally just been thoughtful about what is it like to be a customer. But it's not just one area where they've been thoughtful. They've thought about the entire customer journey obsessively. And Amazon is the same. Jeff Bezos, I like to say, is a in a way a customer obsessed maniac. He is. Because he cares so much about what that customer is experiencing. So for me, I like Airbnb because they're so digitally savvy and modern. And it's so important today that mm -hmm. the modern, that the company does get it. Right. And, so, and they so definitely, the yeah, they're doing it right. All right. So an, another one, do you have another case study or another idea that you want to share? I do. I, I do like Amazon, although it is so, is mentioned so often. I believe that Amazon has set such an incredible bar for other companies. I mean, clearly now everyone expects free and easy returns and not every, even Nordstrom doesn't do that. Nordstrom Rack, you've got to pay like six bucks. And I know because I've got a shopping uh, addiction to Nordstrom. So, but, so Amazon, not only do they make it just easy to do business with them, but again, that digital experience is just so beautiful. The self-help is just really unparalleled that Amazon offers. So you rarely need to call the Amazon call center. When you do contact Amazon's call center, they're so wonderful and easy. Again, just this word easy. They're easy to do business with. They trust their customers. They don't make you go through a million hoops to return a product. It's like, okay, send it back. You don't like it? No problem. And that's actually quite rare. I agree. And so easy is there more, easy to do business with. So maybe it's not even easy, it's easier to do business with. I, I actually, a long time ago, I called it the ER strategy. Uh, can we make it faster, bigger, safer, uh, easier, or more, which is ER backwards? How do you like that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think that's your next book, Shep. Well, I don't know about that. Shep, Shep, take us to the ER there you go. That's your next book title. Okay. <laughs> the ER strategy. I think that's what I called it back in an article I wrote years ago. So that's great. Yeah, Amazon is, is a great case. As a matter of fact, I'm writing, I am writing a book. It's not about Amazon, but when it comes to the concept of some of the service that we're talking about here, they have made it so darn easy to do business with. How can you not cite them as an example? They're almost so over-popularized uh, with speakers and authors that they're a cliche. But you know what? I'm willing to take that cliche to the next level because uh, they are just an amazing company. All right. We have time for one more uh, great example or great nugget. Yeah, I think that what we don't talk about enough is the standard that we hold our leaders to. So many leaders today are very preoccupied with quarterly profits, and you can't blame them. They're trying to keep the lights on in the company. But actually, a habits guru, Gretchen Rubin, she writes all these awesome books about habits. She talks about a personal strategy, and the personal strategy is called slow down to go fast. And I think that not only do we not do this in our personal lives, slow down, be thoughtful, think about what we're doing so we can go faster later, but companies don't do this. They're going so fast to generate as many, as much profit as possible that they're not thinking about what they're doing to their customers. And customer experience is a long-term game. It's absolutely a long-term game. So the companies that in the end throw out the focus on quarterly profits will ultimately be more successful. But it requires a leap of faith. And a lot of 
CEOs are coming out and saying, hey, don't think about quarterly profits. It's not just Jeff Bezos. It's also Jamie Dimon of Chase Bank who said the same thing. So, again, it's all about the Benjamins, but it's also not all about the Benjamins. You've <laughs> got to be thoughtful. Yep. It's the long tail. I mean, that's what you need to look at, the long game. Uh, if, you know, uh, and it, it's whether you decide to, to shift into the strategy or you're starting up a business and you start thinking about it, if you start focusing on the customer first, um, and, and by the way, you have to have a product that works. You have to have a product that's of quality that a customer would want to buy. And I'm always asked, you know, what comes first, you know, the customer or, or the company? Well, you can't, you know, have a company if you don't have a customer, but you have to have something to start with that they're going to want anyway. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's how I always end every interview uh, that we've done on Amazing Business Radio, or I should say 98, 99%, I'm going to ask you for the one thing. So is there one last thing you want to share with us or one thing you want to emphasize that you've already talked about that's super important? What would that be? Shep, when I interviewed you on my show, you said that you're going to outwork anybody. You're a really hard worker. And I love that because that's the attitude that these companies need to have. They've got to not only work their tuchuses off, but they need to work smarter than any other brand that's out there. So it's about working hard. It's about working smart. And of course, you say, okay, Blake, well, that's the cliche. Work hard. You know, don't work hard, work smart. Yeah. But the thing is, nobody does it. Everyone's just putting out fires and, and being random. You've got to be thoughtful. You've got to work really hard for the customer. So, and you have yep. to be almost maniacal about your obsession with that customer experience. And every day, bring it. So, And I think that's the point you're trying to make is just really make that effort uh, to come to work and say, okay, I'm going to put on my game face no matter what happened the night before, no matter what's been happening before I got here. I could have been stuck in traffic. Uh, my dog might have bit me. I, I don't care what it is. <laughs> the baby was screaming as I walked out the door. Putting it all out behind me, it is time to go to work. I, I just finished a manuscript that's going to turn into a book very, very shortly called Be Amazing or Go Home. And what you're saying is that when you come to work, you need to be amazing. And that's what the more is. It's the attitude. And it's not so much that you're going to work so many longer hours. But when you're at work, you are working it. You're focused. You're working hard. You're doing your best. And nobody's going to ever fault you for not doing your best. Now, Blake, you mentioned you have a show Tell us how we can listen to your show. Oh, it's the Modern Customer Podcast. And thank you for that. Um, basically, you can find me at my website, blakemichellemorgan.com. I'm on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Uh, Google me, please. Uh, there's another guy named Blake Morgan who has a law firm, and there's also a journalist. So I'm not them. I'm the Blake Morgan with the blonde hair. Blake, and it's BlakeMichelleMorgan.com. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Great. And the book is titled More Is More, available everywhere, especially at Amazon.com. So uh, like they say in the Monopoly game, do not pass go until you not just collect $200, <laughs> but buy the book More Is More. So, Blake, thanks for being on the show. You're awesome. Thank you. All right. And, and I look forward to hearing more from you. I couldn't resist. And reading more about what you talk about in your Forbes articles, I'm going to listen to more about what you talk about on your Modern Customer Podcast, and we're going to read more is more. Everybody, thanks for tuning in to Amazing Business Radio. This is Shep Hyken reminding you, until next time, to always be amazing. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.